You're listening to iOS Dev Break. 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break episode 29. I'm your host, Evan Stone, and uh, we have some interesting news and topics for you this episode. We have a pick for you, and uh, also some information about privacy and CloudKit, and also a, a tip for you, more of a sort of a macOS uh, tip that might, you might appreciate if you are a Mojave user. Uh, so let's get into it. The first thing we'd like to talk about is an item of news. It was reported just recently this week that Apple has released new MacBook Pros, and uh, I'm really hoping that this is going to be a good thing. Um, I have a, a MacBook Pro a 2015 that is kind of on its last leg. It's it's showing its age and it's got some problems. And uh, I just didn't think that a 2018 would cut it because of the keyboard issues that have been going on. So it turns out that this new MacBook Pro has an updated keyboard. This is their fourth try at this. So maybe this one will work properly and not have the problems that the other last three generations have had. It's hard to tell right now, but uh, the I thought it was interesting is that the uh, the iFixit teardown and I'll, we'll post the link to the um, to the teardown in the show notes. But uh, their their first comment was uh, topping it all off is the keycap. This has a handy label to tell users which key is broken. So I thought that was kind of a tongue in cheek. Uh, sort of introduction to the teardown and uh, but it, it's it's an interesting rundown and they do get into the key mechanism down in there and uh, they do some analysis even on the materials that are being used for the uh, the sort of silicone cover or boot that goes over uh, so it's an interesting teardown also I have not listened to the latest ATP episode and I think Marco Arment and Casey Liss and John Syracuse, I think they talk about the new MacBook Pro this week. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, maybe we'll have some follow-up about that next week. Okay, so the uh, the next item on the list is uh, sort of another... It could be follow-up, uh, but it's a, basically privacy-oriented. Um, I just wanted to mention that uh, Apple has put up on their... Uh, videos site, a a video that is all about GDPR and CloudKit. And um, the reason I wanted to mention this is it's not, I don't think it was widely pu- publicized that this was up there. Um, but since I've been exploring CloudKit uh, more recently, this appeared on the list. So I thought, oh, wow, this is uh, kind of interesting information and good, good to know. And uh, so uh, the basic explanation or introduction to the video uh, from Apple says the following. The General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, is a European Union regulation that requires developers to give users visibility and control over the personal data you store on their behalf. Learn how to use new and existing CloudKit APIs to build privacy into your apps and make sure customers can exercise their GDPR rights. So this was uh, good information. 
Um, I think anything that any information that you can get on GDPR, especially if it's from Apple, especially about iOS specifically, is all, always good to have. Um, I personally have found that getting good information on GDPR has been kind of difficult. So this would be a great opportunity for someone, if you are an expert in this, to be able to to teach people uh, about GDPR, uh, especially as it pertains to app development. I think that would be awesome if someone came in and, and told us what it is that we should be doing. Um, but at, at any rate, this was a great article that pertains specifically to CloudKit and uh, GDPR. So hope that hopefully that will be helpful to you. Uh, the next item on the list is a, a tip, and it is more of a macOS tip than anything, specifically for uh, Mojave. And so um, I think most of us are probably on Mojave by now. And uh, one of the things that everybody was very, very excited about was dark mode. And uh, I was very excited about it too. And it was the first thing that I did, right? When I got Mojave installed, I turn on dark, uh, dark mode uh, for everything. So, you know, and dark mode is makes the, the whole OS dark, right? Yeah. So everything is, is in dark mode. Now it's a little bit different than if you had done the, the dark mode in prior versions, the prior behavior in high Sierra, uh, where it would just make the menu bar dark. And as it turns out, I kind of preferred the old behavior. Uh, I don't necessarily like everything light, but I also didn't like everything dark. So, uh, turns out there is a way to set it up and it's basically a set defaults command in terminal that you set and you uh and what it does is it allows the old behavior so uh so right right now i'm running mojave but um i have the dark menu bar and everything else is pretty much light there are some exceptions to it i've noticed that there is some funkiness with some icons and things that are displayed um, because I think it's still trying to do dark mode-ish behavior with those. But uh, by and large, I'm totally satisfied with it, and, and it, this is my preference right now. So I'm going to keep it until they uh, take it away from me. So I'll put the uh, link to that in the show notes. There is a uh, there's a website that tells uh, how to do it, and that's on Tech Review, so I'll, I'll put that up. The uh, next item also kind of could be a follow-up, because last week I had that uh, customer experience experience uh, with the user reviews in the app store. And uh, one of the things that, that or one of the articles that I found recently um, is an article that, that centers around uh, brand experience. And the article is entitled, What Makes Your Brand Experience Better, UX or CX? So uh, user experience or customer experience. And this is on uh, uxplanet.org. And uh, they, they specifically talk about this, uh, wh- the overlaps between user experience, customer experience, and then brand experience. And uh, there's even a visual, like a, a Venn diagram that shows uh, how these all interrelate. In a nutshell, uh, brand experience is the overall overarching experience that someone has with your entire, of course, everybody laughs when we say that with brand, right? But uh, as app developers, if you're trying to go indie, if you're trying to run a business, this is a very important thing to have a brand experience. And it uh, encompasses 
the customer experience and the user experience. User experience is basically the using of your product. Whereas the customer experience then expands out to the interactions that they have with you, like the, for tech support and that kind of thing. What these things do all together, user experience with the product, customer experience with your support and so forth, all of those interactions end up making up the part of your, your brand experience. And uh, I thought this was an excellent article that really helps, especially for me as a, in a, an independent app developer on the side, uh, trying to launch a product, trying to launch a company, trying to launch a brand. Uh, this was all very good information to have and to be mindful of because uh, if it, it gave some really interesting examples too, like if your user experience is good, then and your customer experience is bad, then your brand experience will probably be bad. Um, so you could you could ruin your brand experience if the customer experience is terrible. However, the converse was interesting to find out as well because as it turns out, your user experience can be suboptimal. It could be bad, but if your customer experience is good, then those two together. The, the good customer experience, if you try to solve someone's problem, that can actually end up making a good brand experience overall for your, for your customers, for the people who, who interact with your brand, with your, your company. So, uh, so excellent article. I'll post that in the show notes and uh, hopefully it'll be beneficial to any, anyone who's trying to become an, an independent uh, app developer. The next item of business is that I wanted to give a little update on uh, my uh, the project that I'm working on on the side called Transformation. And as I mentioned before, it's a health app and uh, it's coming along uh, not as fast as I'd like it to be. It had been my uh, goal to get an alpha out the door before WWDC, but uh, certain things are happening um, this uh, over the next few weeks here that I think that might not happen, but I'll be, I'll be pleasantly surprised if it does. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to wait until probably July, August, uh, because I'm going to be uh, away for some time. Um, but uh, it, what I, one thing that I did think was interesting was it's, it's really funny to jump into a project that you haven't worked on for a while. Uh, in this case, it had been like a, maybe a month or two or so. Uh, and I looked at it and I thought, uh, the, the project structure is all wrong. So I, I went in and uh, restructured it to a, a way that made more sense to me. It's always good to get in there and get the, the, the project structure in a way that you like, that you can work with. And, and I made it a little bit more consistent with the product that I work with, uh, my uh, my nine to five work, um, because I really like the structure of that. And so, uh, I borrowed some, some thoughts from there to bring it over into my, uh, my, my own personal project. Um, still not perfect. I will probably be making more changes as time goes on. The, uh, the big thing for me lately is the website. And this was something that I was wrestling with, like what technology to use for the website. And, uh, yeah, as it turns out, I just went ahead and decided to use WordPress. I might have talked about this already, uh, so I decided to go ahead and use a, uh, a standard cPanel host, uh, you know, a regular web host, um, fairly inexpensive, that would allow me to do HTTPS, would allow me to do WordPress, and uh, I've, I have been using the Elementor 
um, plugin to be able to to very quickly put together a a site that I'm that I'm pretty happy with. It's still not ready, not perfect, but I'm hoping it'll be ready by WWDC. That's that's my goal for that. If I can get that done, then I'll be very pleased. Uh, I may have, as I mentioned, a limited alpha that will just be between me and my you know, family and friends and so forth. Uh, do some limited testing, and then uh, w- then probably later in the summer we'll be opening it up to a, a beta using test flight, and I'll, I'll have a link for that. Um, so, but, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the website should be coming up and I'm hoping that'll be done by WWDC. Uh, so we, we shall see about that. That's all I have to report about, about the project that I'm working on. And, uh, there will be more news forthcoming. Okay. I think we're nearing the end of the show here. And you may recall last week I had a pick and, uh, this week I have another one. And also it is by Guy Rambo again. He's, he's, uh, Adding a thousand so far, so um, but this pick for this show is uh, the WWDC Mac app, and it is an amazing tool for learning and for research. And uh, Guy has other folks working with him on this on this project, and but it's a really excellent tool to be able to research using the uh, the WWDC videos. So you can search for the videos, you can, it has the transcripts, you can also skip back and forth, I think it's 10 seconds or 15 seconds forward and back. Um, you can run it full screen and uh, the and and it's it's free, you can just go download it and use it. And uh, he, he and his, the folks who work with him, they keep it updated. And, uh, in fact, they just released a new version. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it and, uh, make good use of it, especially now that WWDC is coming up and that way you can maybe blast through some of the videos from last year that you missed out on. And, oh, that was the other thing too, is that you can speed it up so you can watch it at uh, 1.25 or one, you know, other speeds. Uh, and I guess you can slow it down too, if, if you really want to. Um, but I found it very, very helpful because, uh, just recently I was working on, uh, user notifications and, uh, there are several videos spanning a few WWDCs. And so, uh, I found it very, very helpful to be able to, uh, to go watch all of the, the episodes from WWDC 2016, 2017, and then 2018 on the subject primarily about the notification content extensions. So, uh, yeah, it was a very, very helpful tool. So I hope it, hope you enjoy it too. Hope it works out for you. And it's a great resource for iOS and Mac developers. That does it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm sorry that my allergies have been getting to me and making my voice sound funny. Uh, but, uh, that's what I get for living in, uh, Northern California here. Lots of allergies at the, where, where I'm at, uh, everybody's getting them. So it's that time of the year. So I hope the allergies don't get you and I hope maybe to see you at WWDC. I'm planning on being there on Monday. I think that's the, that's my current plan to be there Monday of the keynote and also the state of the union. So it's my intent to watch those at AltConf. Uh, last year it was, it was pretty crowded, but I'm hoping it won't be quite as crowded this year. But uh, anyway, at that, I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you next time on iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. 
If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there, so we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iosdevbreak, and there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break, and until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic. 